<laughs> Keller, how do you feel about the new uh, Jurassic Park trailer? I'm not digging it. I don't know. It's like <laughs> you can outrun a volcano, really? Yeah, you can't outrun crap. a pyroclastic flow. Yeah, like whoa, whoa, whoa! What? Can you say that again? You pyroclastic can't. flow. Come That's on. what. So when he's running away from that volcano, the reason why there's smoke is because it's super hot gas and super hot ass burning the ground in front of it. You got hot and ass. And he got, got hot ass. <laughs> yeah, he got hot ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so there's no way you can outrun hot ash and gas. That's like superheated to volcanic levels, and uh, and survive that shit. Yeah, he was that, in, uh, he was inside the smoke. That's that pyrotechnic glow, man. <laughs> you can't pyroclastic plastic flow. Let me ask you this: Has any rapper used the phrase pyroclastic flow in a song? I'm sure they have, dude. They should. I need to find that because song. that is they the need to. hottest yeah. description for flow. <laughs> I just texted Pyro- Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the 500 Greatest Films podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Uh, sitting across from me is my dear, dear friend, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Oh, my God. The best. Hi. The best. The and best. And we have got an amazing guest with us today. You know him as one of my co-hosts on your favorite internet show about superhero movies, Hyperheroes. Yeah. Uh, as well as a uh, as an artist. We go back all the way from uh, all the way to like film animation school. Yep. Is yep. how we go yep. back. My, yeah. um, Mr. Agustin Rios is what here, up? ladies and gentlemen. It's weird to be here and not have it be filmed. I know. Because everything we do together <laughs> is filmed. So I'm like, it's just us. No. It's just know, our voices. Yeah. Keller likes to be, I'm going to, I'm going to be real. He likes to Donald Duck it. He likes yeah. to just have it. Just a, his his penis and balls and butt hanging yep. out yep. because you know just what? straight up we're Why not we're at home we're at his short exactly. short half shirt we're at our apartment just a yeah half shirt mm-hmm. with it's a mesh dong <laughs> dong in it dong it's a, in it it's a mesh crop Augustine thank you so much for being here <laughs> Thanks, and for guys. sharing with us what kind of uh, prehistoric flows rappers Chi- should be pyroclastic flow pyroclastic yes damn chiropractic flow <laughs> chiropractic <laughs> chiropractic chiropractic i'm on that flow. chiropractic flow i yeah. know once a yeah. week <laughs> <laughs> i need my shit adjusted <laughs> uh dude thanks I'm for thank, thanks for being on the podcast this week yeah. and um agreeing to mexican it up with us of with course. me really but keller yeah. you can observe it's well, been, it's been an honor, yeah. <laughs> uh, because we're talking about a movie today uh, here on the 500 Greatest Films podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what the premise of the podcast is? Of course, I do. In case there are people I've, that I've been in the mix since I this know, was inception year ago. A year yeah, ago. you are our second of three guests. Yeah. that we have yet to have come back. <laughs> yeah, so you're our second returning guest, right? And in a few weeks, we're going to have our other friend Greg yeah, say Smith. Say that sentence again. It was weird. I'm not going to try it again. <laughs> you're the third person to be the second. <laughs> the third person to be the second, second reversed quadruple reversed. A year ago, we tried this. Keller and I would try this again. The reason mm-hmm. I, wa- I think maybe I want to re-explain it real quickly is just in case there are people that are just going to yeah, click yeah, for sure on this thing because it's people your are name only in it yeah. for Augustine. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I'm like the most popular person in the room right now. Thank you. Easily. Yeah, Easily. that's what. Saying. We got um, all the fans clamoring at the doors. <laughs> and it's like, I'm Donald Ducking it. Go away. <laughs> a year ago, Keller and I were like, let's do this podcast where we take yeah. this list out of this magazine from 10 years ago in 2008. It's a film magazine called Empire Magazine from mm-hmm. the UK. They ranked the 500 greatest films of all time based on people writing in their top 10 mm-hmm. movies. Just the top 10, which is nuts. Every movie that we've hit so far, it's like, damn, so, uh, like enough people had this movie on their top 10. Mm-hmm. You know, for it makes sense for a lot of them, and some of them are surprised. Surprising. Yeah. We Hector, get to yo. Next episode, mm-hmm. I want your top ten 
from before 2008. Because <laughs> uh, you know what I was thinking is like... Baby Hector. Just Hector, to like Hector's yeah. balance it out, I want my top 10 to be post-2008. Like no, just to I balance know. it. Okay. I need it. We need three. I need it. Yeah. What you would okay. have sent in. Yeah. Gotcha. That's a good challenge. One of the yeah. 10,000 Empire readers. Give me a week. That'll be on, that'll be on the show next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, when this episode comes out... Uh, Augie, if you wanted to, if you could, you could tweet out your top 10. Yeah. Cause that'd be a good idea. So fascinating. Yeah. Cause you flip through this magazine and we get to see Edgar Wright's right. list, right. Kevin Feige. Yeah. You know what movie Kevin Feige on his, had on his top 10, no. you know, president of Marvel studios. He had star Trek to the wrath of Khan. Ooh. That's how I know Kevin Feige's my homeboy. That's how it like, he, and he had star Wars and he uh-huh. had Superman, the movie. Uh-huh. That's his like gold standard for superhero movies. So a year ago, Kevin and I tried to do this thing and we're like, Augie, come and talk about a movie. And mm-hmm. we had you, did you pick or did we ask you to do Back to the Future You guys part asked two? me because the okay. year that we did it mm-hmm. was the year that they had that, uh, the, the Back to the Future celebration That's at Puente right. Hills Mall. And, you, oh, and yeah. so we went yeah. to go visit the DeLorean and, yep. and, and everything that happened in that parking lot. Mm-hmm. And so we were just on like a Back to the Future high. Yeah. And, and yeah, so that's, that's why you guys that had me awesome. on that one. That, that was, was awesome. fun. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah. Have you watched it since? What, Back to the Future? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I, I, that's one of those movies that I go back and it's always a joy to watch, like mm-hmm. no matter what time. But How I only watch it like once or twice a year. Is mm-hmm. it in Trump's America? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, this is the same that's thing we said what the a year whole ago. episode fucking was, though. <laughs> yeah. Because we are now a year deep into Trump's that's America. True. Yep. That's true. Like, yeah, we, we weren't even it. in it yet mm-hmm. yeah. last year. Yeah. When it was we started prophetic. This. And now it's like a look back. On yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, man, look it's how like bad it used to be. Eerily look similar. how good it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember when Trump tried to kill that teenager on the roof of his casino? Oh, and that man. doesn't sound like an insane sentence. No. Remember he used his short snout revolver to like try to kill people? <laughs> yeah. That's definitely a, a Trump oh gun. Oh, my God. Got a oh my God. matchstick. <laughs> crazy. So, Augustine, you're back, uh, and we uh, asked you to come back, but we didn't want you... We didn't, we didn't want to ask you to, like, to just watch the same movie again a year later and yeah, have you come back. Fine. So. We shot you a list of movies and you picked... you not on a Back to the Future <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was and sad about that, actually. Just, now it's just sad. Yeah. Um, now it's even a sadder picked, movie. You yep. picked the movie we're talking about today, which is Amores Perros. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keller, hit us with that British guy reading this magazine. Oh, yeah. All right. Remember that from a year ago? Yeah. You got to name the This British is the guy. best way to do no. it. No, British guy needs a name. It's it'll, just that it'll, British it'll guy who reads like, the um, magazine. Like Randolph or something. I don't know. <laughs> some super sad something guy like named Randolph. Some every British, morning. Yeah. Some token British name. He reads an excerpt yeah. from this magazine yeah. and watches it alone, mm-hmm. and then By talks himself. to his empty chair. <laughs> That's like, your goal what audience. What did you right think there? of that one, <laughs> Dorothy? <laughs> this dog or cat? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Four hundred and ninety-two amoros peros. <laughs> The year 2000. Director Alejandro Gonzalez Inratu. Inratu? Inarito. Hold on, let me see. Let me read it. I don't want to get it wrong. I'll say Inarito. Inarito? Inarito, because the accent is on the U. Inarito. But the point is, is that a British guy wouldn't know that. So just try it. Okay, just do it. (laughs) Inarito. It's a Doggy dog world in Inarito's superb multi stranded drama. Man's best friend, and one car crash, may provide the connection between three disparate people, but it's the director's assured control that keeps it all together. (laughs) Mm, I get it. Pretty good summary, man. Pretty good summary. 
we um uh before we jump into talking about the movie mm-hmm. it's a bit snarky considering the subject matter yeah i mean yeah yeah that's how it was even with like the the one we saw last week in the company of men the subject yeah. matter what it is but they're like a snarky satire whatever they say it's just like oh, okay. mm-hmm. yeah whatever um Agi, what's your experience with this movie, man? Amores Peros, when's the first time you so, saw it? So, me and Keller were talking before we started. Last time I saw this, I was a young, impressionable kid. Mm. Uh, I had heard a lot about this movie and the movie Tu Mama Tambien. Tu Mama so, Tambien, those yeah. were the two, like, Latino, like, you gotta watch these movies mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, the only one that I saw that I remember was this one. Um, and I feel like when I was younger, it had a huge impact on me because I'd never really seen anything like that before. Uh, I'm not really into Mexican cinema at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's out there. And, and of course, you know, we have some fantastic Mexican actors out there, but I never really followed that because at that point I was really into the Lord of the Rings series. <laughs> <laughs> so, Excellent. so like Lord of the Rings was kind of taking over my world, mm-hmm. but then this movie came out completely different out of left field and when I was that young, it hit me a lot deeper than when I saw it this time. How old were you? Sure. In 2000? 2000. 2000 um, well, August, if, August, if Augustine is saying that he was into Lord of the Rings, that's 2001 to yeah. 2003. Yeah. Okay. So you probably didn't see it the year it came out, but like no, a few I didn't, years. Yeah, I didn't see it the year it came me. out. Yeah, think yeah. the same with me. And so, so in 2000, um, I was 15, 16? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 33 now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, somewhere around that age. So I was so young like and impressionable. Right when it hits you, and you're like, oh, yeah, shit. exactly. Like it's it's the I'm 14 and this is deep subreddit thing. For sure. Like, mm-hmm. When you're 14 and you watch a Tarantino movie, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That's at the point where like you realize I was listening. I was listening to Tribe Called Quest and like. Tribe Called Quest was God to me. And so, like, nothing else could, could compare. Like, I was very impressionable, mm-hmm. but I was also very selective about what, Im- like, made yeah, an impression on me. Old hip hop. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I was like, no, this is the best music that ever happened. And, like, it's never going to get better than this. And I feel like this movie kind of came in around that time where I was impressionable. And I was like, oh my God, that was so deep. And, like, they did all this, they did all that. But now watching it, as a 33 year old, yeah. I was just like, oh, you guys didn't really tie the strings together that well, yeah, but we yeah. can, mm-hmm. we can get into it a little bit more. Sure. Um, but it wasn't, I wasn't as impressed this time around. Um, let me ask you a question is, is how you're feeling now. Is this because you have had years of maybe since then you've actually studied film. We studied animation together. We've looked, you yeah. know, we've talked more about movies right. in the past couple of years than we used to in our lives. Yeah, when absolutely. We were younger, or is it a, is it how you feel about how what is depicted in the film? How Mexico is presented? Is it that side of you, or is it the is it the movie itself? Side? I think it's I think so. I think it's more the movie itself because yeah. it's just a story. Basically. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the through lines. So Keller and I were talking about like what connects this. Like, yes, it's a car crash, and yes, it's it's something relatable, something that everybody can can possibly go through or has gone through or whatever. So I understand that that's how he's trying to connect people. And the way he depicts Mexico, not a problem because, you know, Mexico is, is, is a special place. If you've been there, like, mm-hmm. you know that this movie's not far off to how things are. It's good and bad. And yeah. I feel like yeah. the, the way that this movie had different l- classes of people, mm-hmm. the rich mm-hmm. people, the middle class, the poor people and living the on the fringes. Poor, yeah. 
it, you know, and even like the dog fighting stuff, which, you know, we're reading up on it. I was mm-hmm. reading up on it. Super controversial when mm-hmm. this movie came out. And as, as soon as the movie started, we were like appalled. Yeah. 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 We were yeah, like, absolutely. how did they get some of these shots? And then we're looking up like, oh, okay, apparently they had. It still looks so sketchy. It's, it's crazy. Apparently some the, of the dogs shots were just <laughs> playing around or whatever. And we'll talk about that. But like, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, the director said that like, yes, the dog fighting is is awful but it is a reality to some people living in mexico yeah, city yeah. yeah you know so yeah that's yeah. definitely a reality it's just it's so my experience with actually being in mexico i last time i went i was i was roughly around the same age i actually saw this movie about mm-hmm. 15 i was i was a freshman no i was a little bit younger and i remember one of my one of my kind of like awakening experiences was my dad was driving we we drove our van down to the middle of mexico it was like mm-hmm. a 3 4 day car drive mm-hmm. and uh my dad got pulled over in mexico and one of the things that like I was all scared, but my dad was all cool and calm and uh, I didn't know what happened. The cop left and I asked my dad, I was like, what happened? Like, why did he leave? He's like, I just paid him off. Like he just asked for a certain amount of money and there was no ticket. There was no issue and that's it, you know? And so I had to kind of put myself in that mind state when we saw these dog fights. I'm like, yeah, like this happens, you know, like there's nobody really watching out for this kind of stuff. So it's a completely different mindset you have to put yourself in when you're watching this because like, like Gael in, in this movie, he had no other option than to fight dogs. You know, mm-hmm. he had a, he had a good fighting dog. So he was like, Hey, this is what he I do. He knew a way out and he took it. Not to excuse the dog fighting is a proper oh, thing. Oh, but like, oh, it was, it's it terrible. Was, let's just talk about that for a second yeah. because this movie opens in case, and I know there are people that listen to this podcast that are not watching the movies along with us. They're not mm-hmm. renting them on Amazon every mm-hmm. week or like getting them through Netflix through the mail, which y'all should do because Netflix through the mail is dope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Money and, get that. Uh, yeah. Get the DVDs. It's a good service. It's a great service. You um, can get Blu-rays. All right. If you want to upgrade to Blu-rays, that's fine. <laughs> you should upgrade to Blu-rays. Uh, maybe I should. Yeah. Maybe I should. Yeah. But um, in case people aren't aware what this movie's about, Amores Perros roughly translates to what? Love is a bitch. Love's a bitch. But it also love has some other meanings of like, mm-hmm. like, like love is like a dog and like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. It has some undertones to some it. Different, but love's yeah. a bitch is what comes up in the sure. subtitle. In the subtitle. Yeah. Up in the movie. Mm-hmm. The movie opens and it starts with, um, these two guys in a car and they're driving away and their dog has been hurt somehow. Yeah. And it's pretty gnarly and it's almost like a, blood again, everywhere. It's like a Tarantino thing. It like reminded me of the Tarantino. They're trying to get yeah. to somewhere. There's, fiction. A, there's a car chase mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it cuts to like the title of two characters. It was Octavio y Susana mm-hmm. and the rest of the movie will be three separate stories that mm-hmm. will be separated by these little title cards mm-hmm. and they do it kind of one point kind of merge with a car accident but it is the story of a guy named Octavio played by mm-hmm. Gal Garcia mm-hmm. cut to later this, um, this model mm-hmm who's Spanish apparently, but living yeah. in Mexico, yeah. which is a common thing for, yeah. for people in the media in Mexico to be yeah. lighter skinned Spanish Europeans. Right. Cause so in, in the, in the Latino market, mm-hmm. if you've made it in Mexico, like you can make it in other Latino com- like uh, countries, mm-hmm. but the test is like coming into Mexico and making it in Mexico. Mm. It, it, like actors, soap opera, stars, musicians, everybody. If you've made it in Mexico and yeah. Latin America, you've made it. You've made so it. that's why she's, huh? Because they have the biggest market. Massive. So they have a, they have a huge market and they have the most diehard fans mm-hmm. in Mexico. Like mm-hmm. if you look, if you look at any, uh, well, not any, but a lot of like very popular musicians on mm-hmm. Spotify, you'll notice that a lot of their top listens come from Mexico city. Mm. So like Mexican fans are diehard fans. That's with whatever. True. 
they do. That's true. But yeah, so that's why she's making it in Mexico because sure. that's where your career moves you. And then she gets into that same car accident and then we follow her life after she has to deal with her leg getting like, she's got to get like pins in her leg and all this stuff. And her, she has to save mm-hmm. her dog. And then from the dogs the and the house. floorboards. Yeah, the, yeah which yeah. You know, it's just like her and the stressful relationship that she's in with this guy. Yeah. It seems like it's a kind of a new relationship, right. right? Then the third story is this crazy sort of homeless guy that we've been seeing throughout the movie who we learn is like a hitman. Who we uh, thought was the ex-president of Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. We were, out he wasn't the we were having some fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were having some fun. <laughs> we, had some, yeah. we had some good times. Yeah. We had some good oh, times. Yeah. Because a lot of his little scenes in the rest of the movie were kind of silent. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we maybe to lighten the mood because of all the fucking dog fighting, right. we were like oh giving God. him a voice yeah. and we're like, oh, I was the president of Mexico, but then I grew this beard. And now, <laughs> two years ago, yeah. I was the president of Mexico. So then this guy, not the president of Mexico, right. like Hitman and... And then we see yeah. how some of the stories kind of connect and what his backstory is. Right. So the dog fighting thing, though, dude, this yeah. movie opened. Yeah. And I realized I have never seen this movie all the way through. I've only mm-hmm. seen pieces of mm-hmm. it. I've seen my first guy I got to see a movie was The Motorcycle Diaries mm-hmm. in the mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I think I've only ever seen pieces of Ito Mama Tambien as well. I've never yeah, seen the whole thing. I, I don't remember the whole premise mm-hmm. of that movie. Mm-hmm. No. Dude, you haven't seen it, right, Kel? Or you saw it? That one's great. Oh, yeah. okay. He hasn't seen, seen that, that one yet. Yeah. 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 This dog fighting looked so real with these shots. It did. Yeah. And we were like... Like and, a little too real. And this is my prejudice shining through. I was assuming, I'm like, how much is the humane society mm-hmm. involved what, yeah. in f- filming a movie in Mexico? Yeah. How, you know, cause these look so gnarly, but right. then as the shots went on, we we're like, we were noticing like, okay, maybe the dogs were just play fighting and they yeah. put like fake blood on them, yeah. you know, and the camera angles are crazy and they're yeah. adding sound effects and, Keller looked it up, thank God, where you were like, <laughs> what'd like, you find? Uh, fish line muzzles on, yeah. so mm-hmm. you can't see them, but if you pause them, you supposedly can. We didn't pause it. But, but there yeah. were some shots where you could yeah, see it. Yeah, you could it. notice yeah. it, but yeah. still, like... It's still, it's it like just seeing, seeing the dogs covered in blood, no matter, even if it's fake blood, Ugh. it's just... And the way they were rough. sedated. Yes, that, because that imagine having... I don't think they had the budget to have prop dogs, which is why yeah. they maybe just had sedation, you know? Mm-hmm. Apparently um, they were I, sedated they for 20 minutes at a time. Eesh. They'd film the scene and then maybe the dog would wake up and, and be fine. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. The, the thing is, is they would sedate a dog and it was apparently overseen by the Mexican... Uh, SPCA. SPCA, which yeah. is this the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty Against Animals, yeah. were down there and and... Even when you see a sedated dog, and if it's mm-hmm. only for twenty minutes, it's just a limp dog body, yeah. and it just like with its tongue out hanging right. out. Yeah, and we, yeah. Just, uh, we were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> or what is this? Is it is it dead? Is it dead? Yeah, yeah. Is it it, breathing? It's, it's is hard it, to tell. Uh, it was so that was the gnarliest aspect mm-hmm. of this movie for me. Um, but, but again, then I was like, is that dog eaten by rats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. <laughs> rats in the floorboards. Yeah. Just, I was very concerned dog. about the dog eating that. chocolate as well because I know. True. they're the trying guy's to get like, the... Oh man, this dog's here stuck. What can we do? Dog, dog poison. Food? I'll just get these dog treats let's that I have. Let's get these dog poison things. I can't afford anything. I can't afford to fix the floor. So let's give it chocolate. <laughs> let's give it a little Hershey Kisses. A bowl full of Hershey Kisses. Like yeah, in the no. dog bowl even. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. That's not... I mean... Also, why didn't the rats eat the chocolate? True. Yeah. Oh, oh, good point. I don't know. The fuck I don't know. Elf. Alejandro. Alfonso. <laughs> I went Alfonso Cuaron because we were talking to YouTube with Another successful Buddy Mexican the elf. director who did, who did <laughs> Ito Mama Tambien. Buddy the um, Elf, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did Elf. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, John Favreau. <laughs> Guys, I want to see Alfonso Cuaron's Elf so bad. <laughs> probably pretty good. It'd probably be a lot like Harry Potter 3. Probably. It's a good point. Yeah. It's a good, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what were you guys' favorite? 
like character or storyline in this movie. I uh, really, I really wanted to root for Gael's character. I, know. I wanted to at first, but then we struggled. Yeah, we struggled. it's hard to, it's hard to defend. It's, like, first of all, he's Gael, so he's like yeah. super handsome. Yeah, he's so young in this, right? He's and a baby. He was in love with his shitty brother's like girlfriend, wife, girlfriend, wife, girlfriend, whatever. And he's in love with her, so you're like, oh, you know, we're rooting for you guys to get end mm-hmm. up together. But then he gets real aggressive, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, real mm-hmm. like uh, real rapey, handsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real mm-hmm. rapey. So mm-hmm. it's hard to root for him. Um, and then he decided. After his dog like accidentally kills this other dog, yeah, because like a bad guy dog fighter sicked his dog on his right. on their family pet, right. and the family pet was the one that killed this bad guy's dog. Yeah. He he goes, oh, I'm gonna make money off of my family pet because yeah, I hey, have my no... dog's a badass, so let's have him kill other dogs. Yeah, it's hard to root for a guy like that. It's just tough. Um, favorite character, <laughs> it's got to be the president. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ex president of yeah. Mexico. You too, Keller. Yeah, yeah. Easily. You feel that way? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because you actually, because I actually cared about that character. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, uh, I cared like, mm-hmm. like you said, we it became hard to like mm-hmm. uh, Gael's character mm-hmm. because or yeah. the or the two, the man and the woman in the middle story as yeah. well. Just because just like, they're both shitty. Uh, cheating mm-hmm. until they got a house together and both they're both cheating and they're gonna be fine and they're not communicative like Mm -hmm. they're in this this relationship they all they went balls to the wall and like this guy left his family bought a new apartment like Mm -hmm. started a whole new life basically for this supermodel and then they both like how long did they know each other like a month i don't know man it's it's really weird those other two stories that it's sandwiched in but yeah those are like so much more like the higher stakes. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's I true. agree. And it's in like I was saying when we're watching the movie, it's easy to watch this movie and go, "Well, here's what I would do in her situation." Mm-hmm. Because I'm not in a situation where I get into a car accident and then mm-hmm. my leg is like has metal rods going through it and I'm trying to heal. Mm-hmm. This woman was going through some tough shit. Yeah, you know, absolutely for sure. But I'm watching the movie. And I was I'm definitely going, more sympathetic towards her than yeah. The guy. Then, then yes, 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 yes. Uh, I feel like you know what? You should have just gone on a publicity tour after your leg was injured mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. you had to amputate and be like, I'm still going to be an actor. And I think that having a prosthetic leg is beautiful. Write a book. Could have done mm-hmm, that, but it was mm-hmm. the year 2000. Yeah. And it's exactly. Mexico. It's a, a different, different place, different place, different time, different place, different yeah. time. So I think all three of us kind of dismissed the middle story. We were like, man, get this out of the way. Yeah. You know, yeah. Give and us, then, Cause well also former president assassin. <laughs> It's way more. Well, yeah, exactly. he's they super show interesting. This guy walk up behind some guy at a restaurant and just shoot him in the back of the head. And right, cut to some and lady. You know what's crazy? You can show a person in a movie Who's kill another model? human, mm-hmm. but if you show that same person take care of a dog, mm-hmm. we will love them more. Yeah, oh, definitely. we will love <laughs> them more. Oh, this movie like opening shot was a bloody dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then people yeah. like frantic. I think so I people think, will straight up write off a movie immediately. If yeah, is in it. Yeah, I uh, think ex president assassin also had the best supporting character. Characters who he had, he had that one chief police guy mm-hmm. with the red jacket mm-hmm. oh who I wanted God. to see that a movie of on best. his own yeah yeah, yeah the and guy, then the guy who talked like this probably <laughs> if he's Leonardo yeah. what's his name Leonardo Leonardo, <laughs> Leonardo. Yeah. that yeah. guy was great I wanted to see it's a movie like just on him Mexican Nash Bridges yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly just out of shape cop that's like yeah uh, let's take him down yeah let's take him book him Dano yeah. um and also I think his his intentions were the best because he was hired to 
he was hired to kill a guy. Mm-hmm. Instead of killing him, made him he got yeah, he got the two half brothers together and is like, "You guys either talk this shit out or you kill each other." But I I'm not going to have any and hand he in just this. Takes care of dogs. Yeah, and he takes care mm-hmm. of dogs. He's and I he guess, doesn't kill the dog even when it kills all the other. Yeah, dogs. that's yeah. actually a really good so, point. So yeah. so through this through the through the circumstances, the dog that was. The original Gael's dog, his family mm-hmm, dog, mm-hmm, who was mm-hmm. winning in all these dog fights, his big Rottweiler. Coffee. 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 Was um, involved in the car accident. And of course, the homeless guy was there. Mm-hmm. So, but it's like, he's kind of helping Gael out of the car, but then mm-hmm. he sees a dog. So he takes a dog because this guy has been like, like helping, healing mm-hmm. dogs. Mm-hmm. And he just has like a pack at his house. You know, mm-hmm. he feeds him food and shit. So he grabs Coffee, mm-hmm. takes him back to his place, heals him. Eventually, he's a member of the pack. But then Coffee accidentally or just through instinct like you're saying he's a fighting dog kills like three or four other dogs that this yeah. guy has at home mm-hmm. so guy comes home and he's about to he, he's just freaking out mm-hmm. he's about to take out a gun and kill coffee mm-hmm. but he can't do it mm-hmm. so that's the other thing of like this is showing him it being a good character he, yeah yeah he, he took it as like symbolic for his own life and mistakes mm-hmm. and at the end of the movie it's just him and coffee he doesn't right. even know the right. dog's name he calls him negro because mm-hmm. the dog is black which is well, black. yeah he's the only he character that learns anything and he yeah. puts that learning on other characters Mm -hmm. yeah so i feel Mm -hmm. like in a way uh i keep wanting to say mr president mr president former president ex-president president of mexico vicente Vicente fox this dude like is kind of forcing other characters in these types of stories and in the audience in a way to like deal with your problems because we were watching the first two storylines and we were all frustrated that none of the characters were resolving their issues by like talking shit out they were you know talking or just leaving they were they were just yelling at each other fighting Mm -hmm, beating mm -hmm. each other up there was domestic abuse getting all rapey is the brother oh well yeah yeah that guy's a piece of shit the guy who had a girlfriend at home with his baby she was pregnant with another kid Mm -hmm. and he was seeing another female cashier on the side at work Mm -hmm. yeah and And robbing and and robbing banks in drug banks. stores and banks. Yeah. So like all Until these all these characters yeah. are making decisions and spoiler. then <laughs> spoiler alert dude at the end spoiler is like alert. you know like you said Augie like figure your shit out. Yeah. And yeah. it was it was it was it, for me. It kind of ended on a on a, a maybe a bit of a happy ending. I don't know. No, well, it's like a yeah, downer movie. It's it's a it's definitely a downer movie, and I it's one of those endings where he um, he leaves it open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those movies that people get frustrated with. Oh, I think it's great. Yeah, I, I think it's know, great. We don't too. know what happens to the two guys that have a gun in front of them. Right, in the middle of them. There's no resolution to that, and but it leaves you to think it. about basically. The only thing you can think about is what would I do in that situation? Mm -hmm. Because you have no idea, you have no background on these characters. So you have to put it in your head like, okay, this is the conversation I would have with this person. Either either have a conversation or just shoot the person in the face. Like, Mm -hmm. what are you going to think about? And that's what I think is cool about sort of that ending is that like it's, it's, it it leaves it up to you and I feel it like it makes the movie a little bit more rich rather than having your hand held. Oh, for sure. Through through a lot of stuff. And it it, it doesn't feel like a cheat either. It feels like it's relevant to the themes of the movie. The themes being think about your actions, you know, the the things that like a good drama will make you consider when you watch the movie. It's like, oh, what would I do in this situation? That's a tough spot. Yeah. I mean, because you think about it, we don't know if these two half brothers love each other. Like, did Mm -hmm. they grow up together? What's their thing? And I guess that goes back to love is a bitch. Like, do they love each other? Do yeah. they not love each other? Do they love each other enough to not kill each other? Because they to both have a seemed, conversation? or like they were. It, he seemed very hurt when he found out that it was yeah, his brother. Yeah, yeah he and, seemed. And the and other then, one was just such a baby. He was a baby, but <laughs> yeah. he was crying, and he didn't want because like the assassin brings 
the guy who hired him into the room. Right. He sees his brother tied up. And he gets startled. Mm-hmm. And he's startled. He's like, this is your one job. You're supposed mm-hmm. to do this. And then the assassin holds a gun to his head. He's like, you want me to kill your brother? Mm-hmm. And he's crying, kind of saying He can't no. say yes. So it's well, this, he couldn't watch it get it done. He's a sure, fucking yeah. coward. He's a coward. He's but, what it, but it was. he's an absolute and coward. And he's a coward because he couldn't resolve whatever issues he had with his brother. Mm-hmm. Now, was he mad at his brother? We learn in the story that this guy who's tied up has a wife and he's cheating on her with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And she's even married. So she has mm-hmm. a husband. Right. right? Yeah. This is right. four people are involved in this awful yeah. thing. Is the brother mad at his brother for doing this? Talk to your fucking brother. Exactly. Like, tell him. Have a conversation. So This is kind of one of those everybody's terrible movies. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. And yeah. here's my question, and I want to get into this a little bit, because my experience is being born and raised in the United States, uh, being um, a fan of movies, the type, like really basically American movies, mm-hmm. movies like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and superhero movies and mm-hmm. animated movies. This is the stuff I love. The types of films that have kind of broken through from Latin America mm-hmm. feels like they're usually these kinds of dramas. Uh, yeah, You've got yeah. things like this, Y Tu Mama También. Mm-hmm. You've got um, uh, Volver. Mm-hmm. You've got... Pan's Labyrinth? Mm, no, that's, that's more fantastical. It is, but, but it's fantastic. also yeah. still super dramatic. And, and very oh, dramatic. But, but people like... Alfonso Coran, Guillermo del Toro, these guys have kind of broken through mm-hmm. the mainstream and they're the exception I seen to the spec, but they it's fantastic. Really is good, it on this list? Really good ghost movie. I, I don't think, think so. it is. Oh, I think Pans man. is. I don't okay. think Devil's Back, but maybe I have to double check. Um the point is is that I love Guillermo. I haven't seen that one either. Chronos is all right, it's not okay. that it's great. Okay. But um okay. I love Guillermo, but Guillermo makes movies like superhero movies and Pacific mm-hmm. Rim and all this mm-hmm. over the top shit, you know? The types of like dramas and things that get but basically Guillermo those movies have that drama in them. They do. Yeah, they're inherent they in the story. But they are not like realistic, Okay, you yeah. know, like dramas involving he's drugs. He's a monster and guy. Like, he's a, fan- mm-hmm. he's he a fantastical guy. He with monsters, yeah. Uh, so my question is, do you guys, Augustine, what's your experience like? Keller of the movies that you've heard of, do you feel that, <laughs> that most of the sort of Latin films, and the ones you've seen too, I mean, the ones you've seen obviously, are... Is there a reason that it, the only ones that are kind of getting attention are movies like this? Or is that just because they don't have the budget to do a thing like a like a Hollywood production of, you know, I don't, of Blade I don't think that's the something. issue, but I want to hear Keller. Because are you into Mexican cinema I've at all? I've only seen some. Just sure, a few. Like, sure. Yeah. How familiar are you with Mexican culture? Uh, Not very. Basically, somewhat, his exposure like, to me, basically. My exposure, well, I also, like, <laughs> and me. I live and, in Texas. From Texas, for yeah. sure. Okay. For sure. So have you noticed any of that in Texas? Like, did you... Like how involved is the is the Mexican community like in, in the part of Texas that you're from? Is it like still kind of segregated yeah. or is it? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So they don't probably really blend. definitely more so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In okay. Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've only been to Texas once, but that was Austin. So that doesn't really yeah, count. Yeah, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. No, not at all. <laughs> where, where did so, I go? I think I went to, where's the Alamo? San Antonio. I went to San Antonio. Oh, okay. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hear, hear that. It's pretty crazy over there. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Pretty it's touristy. Just <laughs> basically, yeah. It's yeah. just kind of like. What if Chili's was a town? Yeah. <laughs> no joke. That is 1,000% accurate. We walked around town and we were walking through a Chili's the whole time. Like, yeah. This waiters everywhere. <laughs> that river is salsa. It's but like, even me as a Mexican guy growing up with Mexican parents, mm-hmm. I still felt like I wasn't aware of Mexican cinema. Mm-hmm, I wasn't aware mm-hmm. of Latin cinema, yeah. Spanish cinema. And anytime something would come through, it would be this very dramatic, you know, yeah. melodrama infidelity these very adult yeah. themes it wasn't like little kid stuff or fantastical mm-hmm. stuff so 
I mean, so so, yeah. the, so uh, Mexican culture is very it's 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 so you you watch movies, you listen to music, and it's all love centered. Like mm, everything, yeah. all the big songs, like True. Vicente Fernandez, right? Oh, like yeah. he is he's one of the most legendary singers in Mexico. All of his songs are about heartbreak mm-hmm. and like she left me or I left her or like I'm the king and I'm better than everybody because like all these women like are adore me. So everything is very emotional and very based around love and mm-hmm. and that's a big thing that's a big part of mexican culture is like mm-hmm. you love your family you love your friends True. just like gael, gael garcia in this movie he might like he had every opportunity to leave yeah. but for some reason there was like a connection with somebody like either the dog or his mom or somebody that was yeah. causing him to stay because basically the whole thing it seemed like the only reason he even really wanted Susanna was like he's just looking for he wanted an out but yeah. he didn't want to do it alone. Right, exactly. Mm, so it's very it's very love centered. Yeah, um, because I because I being this ignorant American guy, I kept yelling at the TV, like yeah. get out of there, dude. Right. Yeah, right. Then when your brother hits you in the like the chest the when you're in the, the show, fucking shower when you're in the shower with like a yeah. steel rod, <laughs> yeah. that's when you leave the home. Right. And I right. even asked you guys, I was like, what's the likelihood that he he could just take like zero dollars and just go to go. another town mm-hmm. and start new well he had way more than zero dollars sure at that he had point. money he did. at that point yeah. but yeah. i think that whatever wasn't explained to me in the movie is probably some shit that is unspoken that is in absolutely Mexican culture this and idea that you do you know you're in the home it's like um, so my mom <laughs> if she if she had her way i would still be living at home oh yeah like <laughs> really? she would yeah i would still be living at home because you don't yep. leave your house until, until you get married, married. yeah right mm. and even then it's like in this situation you get married and sometimes you go and live with your parents again Again, true you know because true. that's that's what you do it's very family centric and, and then uh you don't send your parents to a home they come no, live with you no that's uh, my parents are fully expecting me to have a house in the back of my house so that they can <laughs> live there when them. they're older oh man like that's the expectation wow and that's a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure <laughs> but at the same time they do so much for you like my parents did so much for me that i'm sure. just like the least i can do for you sure. is have a house in the back Catholic of my house guilt. Yeah. Yes, but I don't identify as Catholic other. anymore. Well, I mean, good. but that, you know, like that guilt that's is, just, oh, yeah. that, that's always the there. Yeah, it's, it's in the culture. It's, it's yes. I've got Protestant guilt like crazy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there so, was there was a lot of that in this movie so, too. Yeah, there's a lot of that, and I think the, that's the reason why a lot of these movies that we see are are based around these really deep emotions. And and like I was saying before. Everybody feels love. It's love doesn't have any social economic like mm-hmm. boundaries, mm-hmm. you know. So and neither a, a does poor, heartbreak, and neither does frustration. Exactly. Like yeah. all that stuff is through lines that everybody can feel, everybody has felt, and and that's why everybody can identify. And that's why the most popular songs are about love. The most popular movies are about love. Mm-hmm. Um, the comedy scene is a little bit different. Oh, like yeah. it's not definitely. It's very slapsticky, so we won't like. There's not There'll a lot always to build love story in it though. Yeah, there, there's it's always about like a man and a woman's relationship mm-hmm. and it's very chauvinist and it's very yeah. sexist because mm-hmm. it's always like oh my uh my mother-in-law this and then my wife is balling ch-. like I told you guys handcuffs in Spanish are called esposas which means wife. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, it's like, yeah, I also learned <laughs> literally within yeah. like three minutes, it's yeah. like something about esposa. So yeah. it's like, uh, esposa, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so it's, there, there are these very common. And what's weird about Mexican culture is that those things never change there. Yeah. So there, there's very little progression in, in Mexican music there's because like misogyny in the language. Well, it's misogyny yeah. in the language with the O and the I at the yeah. end. So everything's well, either even, male or, f- or female, which is why handcuffs. 
What's oh, yeah, the, the handcuffs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like True. Handcuffs. Or like the, the idea in Mexican language, Spanish language, I should say, mm-hmm. is that if there's a group of women, mm-hmm. it's ellas. Mm-hmm. But if there's one guy and 99 women, mm-hmm. that one male Makes will tip a, the scale and yeah. it'll be ellos. ellos. Mm-hmm. And it, wow. because of the Just weight. that's a group? Because of the weight. Because there's that, one that, guy. Intermingled that, group. sort of yeah. male like noun or male right. gender has. And that's why there's oh, been... Oh, so there's a fucking dude there. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> there's been a and movement it's in a the past. deep disrespect to call a guy with the, with the oh, feminine yeah. end. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's why the, I think that there's been a, a, a movement um, in the past five, X. 10 years to get the X, <laughs> yeah. bring the yeah. X in, Latinx, which yeah. is something I didn't know growing up and I'm yeah. only learning in the past. Because I used to say, oh, Latinos. Yeah. And some people be like, hey, that's not even yeah. the way you can address everybody. Yeah. Because not yeah. everybody's a Latino. And yeah. I was like, oh, I never even considered that. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I only learned that through dating Cynthia yeah. because she's all about that. And the smartest person in any of them. So so have her on this podcast. I know we should have had her on the podcast. Yeah, we had to give her an episode. (laughs) Talk to her. Um, But I remember the first time I saw something like that, she wrote it in her dissertation. Mm -hmm. But instead of writing Latin X, she wrote with the at symbol. So it was an O and an A at the same time. So Latino. I was like, oh, that's She's on a completely other level. level (laughs) What the fuck is anybody doing? I got to get on Twitter. (laughs) I was like, wait, why hasn't this caught on rather than Latin at? That's amazing. Latin at. Well, I mean, it's O and A. It's like, it's, it's you make the decision as to sure. what it's it's being called. That's cool. But it's so there's this deep uh I, I don't know if it's a fear of change in Mexican culture. It's just tradition. Uh, but it, yeah, I'm gonna I tell you it, you know, tradition my experience from my family, yeah. my family in Mexico, my family's family, my parents' family, it's all tradition. Yeah, for absolutely. good and bad. Yeah. You know, the tradition is is what made my mom essentially, you know, say I'm a staunch feminist mm-hmm, and and, mm-hmm. and have this crazy idea of I'm going to marry for love. Mm-hmm. That's how traditional it was mm-hmm. in my, you know, in my family's life, right? right? My mom had a sister who was married at 12, y'all. Mm. My mother wow. had it, like my mother's generation. That's yeah. the tradition we're talking about. That's yeah. the sort of tradition that my mom So is tradition got way out more of. important in Mexico oh, than yeah. it is in America? Oh, yeah. It depends yeah. on what part of the U.S. I'm at. Like, I'm sure that there are places... Well, I mean, but like... Yes. Central, like in yes. Mexico, yeah. there's like a tradition that is basically nationwide. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like, so so it's... Everybody's, America, everybody's Catholic. Also, but, like, you everybody know. has the same rules mm-hmm. yeah. and it's just... There are different variations depending on on what region you're in but yeah it's it's like all the same more more the than the sort of dominant tradition of being like a a sort of straightforward straight heterosexual mm-hmm. christian white family in yeah. the united states is a tradition in mexico it's like that times 10 it's like okay. it, you know mm-hmm. because there's because it's more even it's not as diverse a mm-hmm. country yeah. it's yeah. not as much of a melting pot so yeah it's, yeah. it's not there's still there. there's still there's racism that goes on oh. like even against boy, oh boy. black people for and sure like, oh yeah there's well, a big japanese community in mexico oh, cool. in, oh, really? in, in mexico city and it's just there's you know it's yeah they, they have their problems as mm-hmm. well for sure but the 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 deep traditions of like things have to be a certain way go out into everything. If you listen to Mexican music mm-hmm. and like th- things in pop culture, they have not changed. It's the same songs that my parents used to listen to. Just a cover of a cover of a cover of uh, a cover. Yeah. Like new artists doing the same song from back in the day because Dang. those songs are classic. And like, it's when you go to a concert and everybody goes do Freebird or like yep. they want to hear the classics and, and, the the artists down there are happy to do it though because that's what the Mexican people want. Like mm-hmm. 
we don't want to hear your new shit. We want to hear the shit we like. And because it's even if you didn't play it, even if you didn't play it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we want to hear the, the songs that we like. And um, if you don't do it, then uh, we're going to be really upset. That's crazy. So it's it. It's <laughs> I talk about this so much because I, I want to really get into like to delve more into the Mexican culture mm-hmm. because I'm, I feel separated from it. Yeah, me too. Um, because me too. living here, like I, I don't really fit in the American culture and I don't really fit in the Mexican culture. So I'm trying to absorb both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's difficult. Like even some of the language in this music, I'm sorry, the language in this movie sure. was difficult for me to understand because I don't, I don't know Mexican slang. Like and if I were to go oh, to yeah. Mexico. And Mexico City is different slang. Yeah, than like the Chilango. Tijuana. Yeah. Diff- oh, absolutely. Chilango yeah. means like upper class Mexican. It's, it's like hipster almost. Hipster it's Mexican. Like a, it's okay. like a hipster Mexican yeah. slang. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know that language. Yeah. Like if I were to go to Mexico... I would feel weird speaking Spanish, even though I'm fluent in Spanish. Mm -hmm. The only Spanish I spoke was with my parents and it's very formal, very proper. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, they don't speak slang to me. Cause you weren't, you were not speaking Spanish with your peer group. No, not at all. Dude, I just went to Oaxaca. What part of Mexico are they from? They're from Michoacan. Okay. So I'm I'm first generation. So my mm-hmm. dad came over when he was like 18 or something like that. So mm-hmm. they came straight from there. But even they had like they left at 18, 17 and 18. And so yeah. it's like they Dang, were they had there. a huge learning curve. Oh my yep. god! My it's dad crazy. used to get in fights. He says almost every day in high school because he was the only Mexican guy yeah. in a high school in San Diego. Yeah, and he didn't even speak English. And it took yeah. him a while to like to sort of catch up to everybody. Mm-hmm. So he said he would get into fights almost every day. Damn. And then he kind of gained popularity because of that and got a you know friend group and whatever mm-hmm. else but like yeah he went through a bunch and my mom and my dad doesn't really have that much of an accent when he speaks english mm-hmm. my mom still does and she only mm-hmm. came to the mm-hmm. u.s only a few years after my dad mm-hmm. in her early 20s and still has like an accent when she speaks yeah english and i just visited oaxaca mexico mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for like two three days just last week and i was trying to speak spanish as well and i was mm-hmm. apologizing to everybody it's tough, and, right and it was this incredible trip because like you augustine i've always felt the sort of disconnect mm-hmm. that's why i love mm-hmm. the movie coco that just came out oh in, my in God. this past november yeah. coco is like the exception to this rule that we're describing because mm-hmm. it's a kids movie mm-hmm. and it became the highest grossing film in mm-hmm. mexico's history period ever that's amazing and it biggest movie and in there's that's no so cool. romance in it no but it is still a super traditional right movie but it's about that's, family and family about, that's what i'm family. talking about like about mexican tradition muertos. does not Ooh. change it's, it's crazy it's baked in there it's baked yeah. in, and you had gael garcia in the same and also mm-hmm. in coco mm-hmm. and he's running yeah. around saying oh yeah chamaco let's yeah. go do he this says chamaco in this movie too i know yeah he calls I know. the dog chamaco it's um those are the kinds of movies that i love and and even though with what I've been raised on, I I, al- I haven't usually been drawn to this type of film, Amores mm-hmm, Perros. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad I watched it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is a pretty good representation of what certain lives in Mexico are oh, like. Absolutely. absolutely. That's what I like about mm-hmm. it. I like oh, that, yeah. that people can see this movie that will never visit Mexico and mm-hmm. at least have some understanding of like what life a is lens. like over there. Yeah. A yeah. lens, you know? It's, mm-hmm. I, I felt the same way when I watched the movie Man on Fire, Denzel Washington. Mm, I liked movie. that movie mm-hmm. a lot and I mm-hmm. thought it was... Very well directed, and more importantly, like the subject matter. You know, before I had friends, it would be like, "Hey, I'm going to visit Mexico." Mm-hmm. I would, be, I would go watch Man on Fire because mm-hmm. it'll scare the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you got to watch your back, even when these guys were filming Amores Perros in they 1999. Got mugged and shit. The director and the crew got like, you know, picked, like robbed. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. There was. Uh, I remember growing up, my parents. Um, 
we, we, I would talk about Mexico City, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, no, we don't go there. Like, you get mugged. Mm-hmm. They were like, nobody oh, goes, really? nobody no, goes really. there unless you live there. Wow. Uh, apparently, it's changed quite a bit at this point. So, sure. it's, it's very t- safe yeah, for tourists. Yeah, a lot of tourists go there now. Yeah, There's but like a lot before, of really when I was there. growing up, yeah. I would ask my dad, I was like, oh, did you go to, have you ever been to, de- to DF? And, and that's what they call it, the Distrito, Distrito Federal. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, he was like, no, I, well, I went there once, but we never, we hardly yeah. ever went. The only person who would go was my grandpa who went there in between jobs that he did in the U.S. to go get his papers filed. So he can, so he, mm-hmm. so he yeah. would, he would take trips into the U.S. for like three months, come back and then go to DF to get his, his, uh, legalization paperwork done. Mm-hmm. So he was always gone everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, DF was like a, a, a crazy place back in the day. I remember Dang. And when mm-hmm. I was a kid, I used to vacation up and down the sort of coast of Baja, California, which is, you know, the mm, Pacific yeah, Coast, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pacific Ocean with my mom and dad and my, when they were married, they're no longer married. And I remember we would stop into like these little like beach villages, beach mm-hmm. towns mm-hmm. with hotels that were built or half built mm-hmm. because tourism mm-hmm. just kind of it went away. Off, yeah. But in like the 50s. Hollywood celebrities would just drive down mm-hmm. and visit these mm-hmm. places. And there were pictures in little rinky-dink like taco restaurants. There were pictures of like Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. and yeah. like, you know what I mean? And like James Dean, all these like Hollywood They're royalty. probably just mm-hmm. crazy, cheap, tropical yeah, absolutely. getaways. Absolutely. It was, back it was in a the getaway. day, it was like safe. Yeah. And I remember thinking when I was a kid, I'm like, man, if I, if I saw like a picture of like Justin Timberlake down in one of these places, <laughs> yeah, then I yeah. would know it was safe again. Right, yeah. right. But the country has has all these different levels of corruption and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's not safe and it's just a real bummer man it's a yeah. real bummer and i think that since the internet has happened more youth in mexico has become more aware of things because we had mm-hmm. like we've got young people in mexico entering politics and yeah. sometimes they go missing and stuff but yeah. it's just it sucks it's so tragic but Dang. it's that thing of like the same way young people here are like standing up and yeah. you yeah. know calling yeah, bs yeah i have i have a friend who who i went to high school with uh who now lives in guadalajara and his name, his name's Gary and he, shout out to Gary, so shout, Gary. Out to, Hi, shout out to Gary, Gary Vasquez. Gary, um, Gary. So he's, so I had, a, I, ever since I started hearing about how everything was dangerous in Mexico, mm-hmm. I was like, Gary, aren't you scared about living there? He's like, dude, it's not as bad as everybody says. Sure. So, and I've had family that goes to Mexico and they're like, we didn't see anything. Like sure. it's just, it's just super it's safe. Also parts of Mexico. It's, it's right? parts of Mexico, but also it's like. Trouble won't find you if you don't go looking mm-hmm. for trouble. Yeah. Like, don't go to Mexico looking for drugs, and mm-hmm. the cartel's going to leave you alone. It's like mm-hmm. people hear shit about Los Angeles yeah, all exactly. the time. Oh, yeah. But it's Same. the greatest Just city. Kind of like, keep to it, yourself. Yeah. LA is great. Another thing that's helpful if you're going to travel to Mexico, be brown. Because if you're white, <laughs> you will be a mark. You will. You know what I mean? You'll be a target. Yeah. So that's See, the other thing. Because I, I was trying to convince, growing up in San uh-huh. Diego, right by the border, uh-huh. my 18-year-old homies were trying to go down to TJ to drink. And I'd right. be like, you're stupid. Yeah. That's how you get your nuts cut off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And are, they put on the black market. They love white uh, boy nuts. Don't yeah. go down to the black market. Yeah, they yeah, hang them on their walls as decoration. Yeah, look at all these testes I got. I'm going with both of you yeah, guys. Crazy story go. about yeah. when, when Mexico was really going through the like sort of a dangerous time. Um, so one of my cousins who lives down there uh, got a phone call, random phone call one mm-hmm. day. And they were like, oh, we have, we have uh, Augustine held hostage here. Uh, send us this money. And if you don't send us this money, we're going to kill you. They said your name. They said my name. They knew my name. Because they got... Yeah. Because I don't know how they got my information. School I don't know records, what happened. Something. And this was all in Mexico. Yeah. And so she got the call in Mexico. 
And I was actually going to the Art Institute at the time. I so think I remember like, when this happened. And dude. so, yeah. And so my mom, she she calls me and she's like, are you in Mexico? And I'm like, mom, I'm here in San Diego. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? And she's like, oh, well, your cousin Estelle got this call and they're saying they're holding you ransom and they need this amount of money. Otherwise, they're going to kill you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, let them kill me. That, yeah, let them kill me because <laughs> uh, we don't, <laughs> they don't have me. They I'm perfectly safe. Augustine. So it's like, it's 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 crazy. It's it's different, but I don't think it's it's that level of crazy anymore i i don't think it's so definitely either safer. I th- but i think that there is a, a a case of like you got to be aware of what you're doing absolutely if you're, you're going to be yeah. traveling that, and, i mean that's just know. how you travel safely yes. though you know yes. like just be very aware of your surroundings mmm um, yeah but <laughs> it's not the 1950s anymore you can't hop on a plane and kind of go yeah. anywhere in the world yeah. and you'll be okay and smoke yeah. cigarettes my in the dad, sky. My dad had a similar <laughs> story dude an exact same story happened oh, yeah? to my dad my dad was at work when uh-huh. i was in college i think around uh-huh. the same time art institute down in san diego my dad gets a call when he's at work saying oh we have your kids and they said mine and my sister's names see yeah you know and if in in it we know where they just get a hold of a database somehow. Yeah, yeah somewhere yeah. yeah of like fathers that mm-hmm. are like either working in mexico or in the u.s or yeah. both or yeah. whatever and something to that same message mm-hmm. right my mm-hmm. dad says to them go fuck yourself and mm-hmm. he hung up mm-hmm. but immediately he like went to go get my sister out of school mm-hmm. and then just like took mm-hmm. her out of school for the rest of that day and just like just to be safe mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. nothing yeah, yeah no it's just they're just all, false just, just false uh, yeah. just people taking advantage basically of yes. the fear that was going on at the time mm-hmm. but it's it's like I said it's not there anymore and it's it's a whole different culture at this point mm-hmm. which I still feel like I'm missing out on uh, so I feel like I need to watch more Mexican cinema it helps I feel like there's a lot of people that could be doing good things but I have no idea about them because I'm not mm-hmm. paying yeah. attention to it. Well, you know? again, just to talk about some of the because Inyaratu he went on to direct and I think win best. He's won best director. He won best. He was didn't Birdman? No, Boyhood beat so. Birdman. Oh, but still, I mean, still nominated. I think yeah. he won. He for directed something. The Revenant. Did he too. do Babel? Look it up real quick. Yes, he did Twenty One Grams and then he did Babel. And those two films are considered and part, The Revenant and yeah, the, Revenant the Revenant later. Mm-hmm. But Twenty One Grams, Babel, and Amores mm-hmm. Perros are considered part of a loose trilogy. Oh, interesting. Inyaratu directed and yeah. beautiful and beautiful, beautiful with um, uh, Javier Bardem. Love Javier Bardem, but yeah. this guy, but Inyaratu has has definitely broken into the mainstream and worked yeah. with some of the yeah. best actors in the world and has made some of the best movies and they're very critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to Alfonso Cuaron and now he's bringing his family into it. His son mm-hmm. and him have collaborated on stuff. Mm-hmm. They, I mm-hmm. think they wrote Gravity together. Oh, that's Alfonso, awesome. You know, he's so doing like, a, uh, Alfonso's next movie is set in 70s Mexico. Oh, very. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Oh, so I'm very he's excited about one that. One of my favorite directors. I think, yeah. I think Gael's in it. Ooh. <laughs> and maybe Diego Luna. They probably have a yeah. good relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They probably have I a real good relationship. I think he's got the, the yeah. OG trilogy. Yeah. 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 He's like Tarantino awesome. who he likes to work with mm-hmm. certain yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what my favorite. Sandra Bullock's in it. Inyaratu movie might is, it might be Birdman. I really liked it, but it's a very like inside baseball. Mm-hmm. If you're an actor, you'll love this movie. It's very much yeah. about acting. Yeah. Um, Alfonso Cuaron, my favorite movie of his might be. Gravity, but Children of Men is Children of Men is my favorite, and we're talking about it in like two years <laughs> yeah, here on this two podcast. Years ago, so two funny years. how the scope of this show, <laughs> <laughs> and of course we have to mention Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro of is course. one of my favorite 
uh, directors ever. Mm-hmm. Pan's mm-hmm. Labyrinth and is my favorite of his. I think mine might be The Shape of Water. Really? But but mm-hmm. God damn it, Pan's Labyrinth is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And I also love The Devil's Backbone, El mm-hmm. Espinazo del Diablo. Mm-hmm. And I love like Hellboy, the first Hellboy. I think well, yeah. Great. I mean, he's. I mean, I love. Yeah. I love Pacific Rim. You yeah. know, like he and it's knows how to make a very yeah. fun yeah. movie and like just his. Going to just look at his movies is enough. Yeah, anyway. yeah. So there's there's a lot of Mexican directors that we I, I feel like more people need to pay attention to. And the more that these guys like make it to the mainstream, the mm-hmm. more up and coming talent mm-hmm. are gonna wanna you know be Work like. With them. I imagine somebody who saw Amores Perros in mm-hmm. two thousand blew their mind and they're like, I gotta go into film school, and they're mm-hmm. gonna they're mm-hmm. gonna they're doing stuff right now. Yeah, that yeah, we haven't absolutely. even heard of and haven't even seen. Yeah, I just well, like in the last. Five years, I think, and Mexican directors won three yeah. times. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, Iñárritu, he, he's been winning a lot. Mm-hmm. Didn't he's he win been, twice? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. Alfonso Cuaron won yeah, one. So. Yeah, I think so. so. so there's, For there's, best director at the Academy yeah. Awards. There's sure. noise being made there, but I feel like there's a lot more noise that could be made. Oh, obviously. With, with yeah, but yeah, for yeah, sure. for sure. And then with actors like as well, and like there's a, there's a lot of the good Mexican talent. The good thing is, is it like it's important for this talent to be heard. Absolutely. It's, it's great that Diego these Luna's guys... in a Star Wars movie. That's yeah. awesome, right? <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. Did it's you great. know that Lupita Nyong'o mm-hmm. is a Mexican citizen? <gasps> no. Really? She was born in Mexico de Efe. She has dual citizenship. That's amazing. For, so she wow. is officially Mexican. Uh, oh, so true. we of the yeah. Mexican delegation uh, uh, we, we choose... Claim, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, <laughs> claim Lupita Nyong'o. Claim Lupita Nyong'o. <laughs> well, that's, her, that's why her name is Lupita. 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 Wow. Her name is Lupita. And, and everybody sure, says Lupita, she, but it's she Lupita. Speak Spanish? She speaks Spanish. God damn. And I don't know. Well, I is, she, is she? She's so does she, I think she yeah. claims Nigerian as well. I think that's where her okay. dual citizenship is. Okay. So she was born in Mexico. I think mm-hmm. it's a, I think she has, a, she's like half Mexican. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I like to claim her as Mexican talent that love really it. made it. Uh, and and let's, nobody just, knows. let's just bring it up again. Black Panther's dope, y'all. <laughs> it's dope. Again, I saw it for the second <laughs> time uh-huh. today. Today. Uh-huh. I saw 3D it for the me. first time. I'm sorry. It's, it's okay, Keller. There's I've lots of time. Once. There's still lots of time. This movie's going to be in theaters forever. It is, because Get Out was in theaters for like a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Definitely. this movie blew Ugh. it out of the water with <laughs> you know money-wise. What, you know what would be great? If, what? If Black Panther stayed in theaters right up until the week before Infinity War. Oh, that'd be at least. Oh, it was easily because, going to. Because we're going to double feature that shit. Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. I've already got that Digicop coming tomorrow. Thor <laughs> Ragnarok? Yeah. Because it doesn't come out until March. Out. Sure, it's coming on But Blu-ray. I got the Digicop uh, I'm going to snag that tomorrow. Blu-ray and then I'm literally going to, I think I'm going to do like the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies and all I'll do the missing. ones I like. All I'll be missing in my collection is no, dude. I'm even going to sit through Thor two to get us to Infinity War. I'm no, doing dude, it. I'm doing Ragnarok. Because, because how many times sit- do you have to fucking do this shit? Good it's God! Too much, hey, it's sorry, too y'all. Much. You can't use the TV for a solid two weeks. I got to watch thirty <laughs> Marvel <weeks>. movies <laughs> and then all the little shorts in between. Yeah, yeah. that's Man, how long it's going to take. Watching Thor in the, the Dark comics, World in the comics. In the comics, <laughs> watching Thor two Just makes Black Panther off like crazy that the entire much goddamn time. better. It Thor makes, the Dark World. Thor two makes Black Panther better because you sit through a shit movie to get oh, to Black no, Panther. You know what makes it better? Even better. Just watching Black Panther. Just watching Black Panther. <laughs> yes. Straight up. Yes. You know watching. what makes it better? Eric Killmonger makes the movie better. Oh my better. God, yes. Burn it all. Burn it all. He's the best part of yeah. that. Bury yeah. me in the ocean. Mm. Oh, that line. Ooh. But also Lupita was fantastic Lupita. in it. Oh, True. yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And that's that's some Mexican talent that we need to pay attention to. She's I love that. Definitely. Full Mexican to you me. You know what? If James Wan... Is an Australian guy because he is, uh-huh. even though he he's is. Asian, oh, yeah, he is but Australian. Australian yeah. Lupita, 
Leongo, Mexican citizen. Full I love on. it. I love full it. On full on dual citizen. Full on 100% yeah. Mexican. <laughs> 100% Mexican. That's it. You can't tell me I'm anything I'm glad else. that we've established that on our podcast. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Where this, we make This rules. is official. This is official. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Augustine, Definitely. thank you so much for coming to talk about Amores yeah, Peros, man. Thanks for having me. We was... talked about it probably about half the time. Give me the sequel. I know. The I other know. half. Oh, the sequel to Amores Peros. Oh, we already figured it out. What? What's the sequel to Amores Peros if they were to go back and make a sequel? What is it? We talked if, about it right at the end. Were to... President Assassin. Oh, no, no, no. The guy with the red jacket. Oh, yeah. Him too. That yeah. or well, President Assassin, both. Assassin so, Dog. So President Assassin, Assassin Dog. Mm-hmm. Leonardo chases Assassin. The, yeah. Yes. That's the guy who's oh, in their arch. God. It's like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith situation. Mm-hmm. It is. Where they deeply love each other, yeah. but they have to kill each other. <laughs> yes. They have to murder each other. Or, and the dog And is, then it ends with the dog up. killing them both. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Dual wielding. And then right before Rifles. he does it, yes, for the, the dog first time, has two guns. <laughs> yeah, for the first, like, holds up two paws as Rottweiler. For the first time, yeah. a dog in this franchise speaks, so he just goes, Amores perros. <laughs> it just blows him both away. <laughs> Loves a bitch. Loves a bitch. And then his lips move and everything. Yeah. Just oh, like, man. Yeah. Just like goes, babe pig in the city. Yeah. Loves a bitch. <laughs> blows you away. Oh, George Miller so that's is for sure directing that movie. That's no, the sequel. I would, I would love a movie where... Um, like for real, you take this assassin guy and kind of mm-hmm. do like an old John Wick crossed with Logan, mm, where he's like retired, but yeah. then that guy with the red jacket shows up, like, We need you for one more job, yeah. man. You gotta get back into it. <laughs> you gotta get back. And he's like, I'm retired. But then like somebody comes and kills his dog. Yeah. And he's like, oh, He's like, No, they bury John Wick. He loves it. He so takes much. his daughter hostage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it could be like he, John Wick and yeah. Taken at the same time. That's, I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> Listen to me carefully, I have a pendejo. very particular oh, yeah, set of red glasses, yeah. brother. <laughs> gotta brother. grow my beard. Again. I gotta grow my beard back. <laughs> I'm back. Has all my powers. That's right. <laughs> my eagle powers. My eagle that powers. was a drastic change. Yeah. yeah. His beard yeah. man to... He instantly was not threatening at all. Yeah, he was Elliot that, Gold. that beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Exactly. <laughs> He's Elliot Gold in Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, Augie, thank you so much, dude. Yes, um, thank you. It's fun as usual, guys. Thank you for sharing your... Your your point of view, your background, your expertise, mm-hmm, your mm-hmm, experience. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, Keller and I learned a bunch today, man. I did. Yeah. Esposas. I would say I'm Esposas. an expert Mexican. Yeah, man. No, you know <laughs> expert what you Chicano. Are? That's You're what I am. Expert Chicano. Yeah, that's what I you am. You are an expert Augustine Rios. Yep. Augie, where can yep. people find you on the internet? You know where you can find me. You can mm-hmm. find me at El underscore Santo Taco everywhere. And every week. On Fridays, on I think Hyper is when Heroes. Yeah, Hyper it's Heroes. like Fridays through Sunday. The episode on will YouTube. Release. Check yeah. out Hyper Oops, Heroes. Tubes. Oops, Oops, tubes. tubes. Uh, yeah. All right. I think that's it. That's all we're covering, right, Keller? Uh, yes. We, we have, have to talk about next the movie next week. Oh yeah. Week. Oh my God. We here's your book. Will be watching Ben Hur from 1959. <laughs> Damn. Son. So we watch this two and a half hour long movie. Why not watch a four-hour-long movie God. about <laughs> Jesus, kind of? So, interesting story about Ben-Hur. People that was straight filmed. up die. That was Well, yeah, they die. We were mad about animal cruelty in yeah. this movie. People die. And trampled horses? by horses. Oh, shit. You so, watch horses get fucked Yeah, up. so back in, in the day, movie. they used, in order to make horses fall, they used to put actual trip wire. And the horses would oh break their God. legs, and they would fall over for the movie, which is fucked and up. They break their legs, and then they yeah. shoot them, and then they have it's to a shoot them. Horse yeah, and once that, a horse and, breaks his legs, it's useless. And oh my God! Yeah. Well, so you have to put it out. Useless, but then finger yeah. quotes. turned it into glue. But 
to get less okay, depressing, yeah. <laughs> that movie was filmed uh, near my hometown. I'm from Santa Maria, oh. and the Pismo Dunes area is like a huge, oh, cool. huge, like 10-mile span of dunes. And just a couple of months ago, they found an old sphinx head from that movie. <gasps> That's amazing. Buried in the sand. And people are like, what the fuck yeah, is this? Like, oh, my God. And then they were like, oh, Ben Hur was shot here. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> the Egyptian <laughs> Yeah, so it was just like a, wow. a big plaster model of uh, of a sphinx head and wow. so um yeah buried in the sand it was buried in the sand That's so incredible. these people were just like all right wrap it up and then they left all their shit there <laughs> and wow. they're just like movie's done okay That's amazing. so like, when you watch that you'll see dunes from close to my go look for fossils from the yeah, 60s we'll go look for fossils so from cool. ben-hur i bet you aliens thousands of years from now have been like what were these fucking people <laughs> up to like this doesn't make this, any this, sense is this real or is this garbage they'll come to las vegas and go this is just a miniaturized version of every other thing <laughs> what are these ruins why did they make two and then huh? one smaller than the other one this door goes nowhere yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're stupid is what we are and we are going to be yeah. watching ben-hur and discussing it with our dear friend amy vorpal is going to be on the show vorpal i like that last she name. i don't it's know how she vorpal have you not sword. met amy yet no i haven't met amy yet. Yeah, she's, she's great, great no, man she's awesome um and she uh is a writer on the show mothership which, which i think is on. wrapping up Ooh. so you guys got to watch i think they're putting the full episodes on youtube now but you can watch it thursdays at uh yeah. five thirty 30 p.m. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on various things over on the legendary digital networks on mm, okay. Twitch okay. and I think YouTube, I think they do it on. Yeah, and on Alpha on their thing. Okay. But uh, but Amy has agreed to watch this. I guess she didn't eternity have... Eternity of a movie. <laughs> Does she like Ben-Hur? I let her like, pick yeah. a movie oh, really? and she's like, I've never seen Ben-Hur. And it's like, okay, <laughs> okay, okay <Shane>. Amy. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. This is going to be a podcast going, yeah. That it's movie will be awkward s- silence. Yeah, that'll be actually very fun to watch. Yeah, probably. We're gonna go crazy. Lots of jokes. Yeah. We are gonna go so at the crazy. Three hour I mark. We're train. gonna be like, there's another hour of this. Oh my god! Definitely intermission. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Oh, so guys, be sure to tune in to that. And then, where's Ben Hur? Is it streaming on anything? We never check. Do we know? I don't know. Uh, it's on the internet. I'll okay. tweet it. Okay. Yes, we're gonna tweet it out, guys. So y'all follow sure. us on Twitter. Yeah, at yeah. five hundred GF. GF film podcast? GF podcast <laughs> You guys should Hang know on. Your Twitter handle We should We should know a lot Look up scene. Just Google <laughs> Just give just it a Google. Google Hop on Hop on Hop on the Googs I need y'all Hop on Google <laughs> You're gonna go to 500 GF podcast Ah okay. It's 500 okay. The numbers That's GF our handle Five zero. Yeah the numbers yeah, like For the old timey GF uh, looking Yeah Logo That's awesome That's that a good was, That's a good logo That was done by uh, Our friend uh, Chelsea Yeah yes. oh, That's nice. beautiful Alright It's really good So well, Let's right, wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up, B. Don't worry about that shit. <laughs> wrap it up. Uh, next week is Ben Hur with Amy Vorpal. This week was Amores Peros with our good dear friend, Mr. Agustin Rios. Whoop. I'll give you the best. Thank get you again. Whoop, whoop, Play whoop, us whoop. out, Keller. Play okay. us out. Is that Quest Love on the drums? That's uh, <laughs> the sax solo from the Roseanne theme song. <laughs> 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 All right, bye, y'all. Okay, bye. <laughs>